0: Hare Krishna, devotees, Dandavat Pranam.
1: All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Amrita Mahatma Mataji from Bangalore. And today Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavan, Canto 6, Chapter 9, Verse 31. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat
0: Pranam. Please take over the call. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat
1: Pranam. Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. glories to Sri Guru and Guru Maharaj. I am just setting my camera, can you give the tripod, I just will be sitting. Yes, uh, thank you so much for uh, Just a minute, I am, uh, I want the tripod, I was just open the books. <laughs> please check the candle, nine chapter, verse 31, here it is. Will you just fix it, me. Okay. You can fix it for me, please. I kept the cupboard open. because of the day. I was just pulling out my books from there. Thank you so much, Bhakti. So now I want to uh, book. Uh, I use this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me just pray. Nada, you remember You do Manish to and with very much about it, Krishna Yes, thank you so much, uh, my dear from the US. We are going to start into six, chapter nine, verse thirty one. And unfortunately, I actually forgot (laughs) forgot about this class. And just uh, twenty minutes ago, when I was taking my late lunch, I remembered and uh, just rushed and uh, I got late. That's all. So I have actually not it. so um I pray to give and God to help us understand it in the right way but still I have um, in case we have any doubts I have got my uh Srila um, from by Vishulak Chakra commentary on this particular canto and I have also got um, in case you have doubts I can refer no I can also got ramasenanda with the commentary on the same point by shri jiva goswami and i have got my subodhini so i'm referring to it now and i have got my shivadargitam okay so um, in case you have doubts i if i do not know i will uh, go through those verses otherwise if we straightforward we'll go through because i am sorry i actually Forgot about this class as I'm preparing for my exams on second canto of Srimad Bhagavad And I was busy preparing for that, and all of a sudden, while I'm eating, I remember. So, what can I do? I'm so sorry. Now we start with sixth canto, ninth chapter, verse 31. I'm going through the Subodhi. Um, it says us it's, it's a topic is appearance of demon So
0: first to tenth was <clears throat> you have seen. Indra kills Vishwarupa and distributes his sinful reactions. And 11th to 20th verse, you're seeing Vritrasura's birth. And 21st to 30th verse, the demigods pray for protection and the Lord appears. 31st verse, that is from today, what we are going to do now is, 31st verse to 45th verse, prayers of the demigods. After the Lord's appearance. So in this 31st verse to 45th verse. Uh, we are having a breakup. That is verse 31 to 33. It talks about how um, we offer our respects to you. We cannot understand Vaikunta. Only the topmost sannyasis can realize you. Um, this is how the demigods are playing. And 34th verse, 36th verse it says. It is difficult to understand you. But contradictions in you can be resolved by considering
1: your inconceivable potency. Okay, I brought a call, but I did not pick Sorry, uh, I didn't want to pitch. Okay. Bhakti. Really. Um, so um 37th verse to 39th verse, you inspire duality, what demigods are saying in the prayers, demigods, how they are praying after the Lord's appearance. At seventh verse to 39th verse. You inspire duality. But there's no duality in you. You are the super soul. Devotees never give up nothing. And 40th verse to 45th verse, you are the lord of threes. Please take another incarnation to kill with Rasura. Please relieve us by your mercy. Nothing is you. So these are the topics probably, you know, um, we will try to cover. 31st verse to 45th verse, I've seen, just simply scanned yesterday and I saw that uh, the purports are very small. So if we can cover, we will try. And I don't think we'll be able to complete the chapter today. So it's all about the prayers of the demigods after the Lord's appearance. Now they want Uttratasura to be killed with Lord's help. So that's how they are praying. Let's see in detail like what they are saying. 31st verse 2, uh, 31st verse they are starting now. Shri <coughs> Deva t- t-
0: Namaste yajna viryaya, Vayase Namaha Namaste Chakraya Nama Supuruhutaye Translation: By Shri Prabhupada, Canto Six, Chapter Nine, Text Thirty-One. Translation: The demigod said, "O supreme personality of Godhead, you are competing to give the results of sacrifice." And you are also the time factor that destroys all such results in due course. You are the one who releases the chakra to kill the demons. O Lord, who possesses many varieties of names, we offer our respectful obeisances unto you. See how the demigods are appreciating. There's no purpose for this. But you can see how... uh, you know, how we must actually learn to appreciate the Lord. It is told that we must actually, if we want some favor from the Lord, first we must appreciate the Lord. And then we must ask our our request. And then again we appreciate. You know, uh, that's how it should be actually. So um, here we can see clearly how our demigods are very nicely appreciating um, by saying you are competing to give the results of sacrifice. And you are also a time factor that destroys all such results in due course. You are the one who releases the chakra to kill the demons. Now they want Vrithrasura to be cured. And they want some result of the sacrifice of prayer to the Lord. And you see how they are praying. O Lord who possesses many varieties of names. We offer our respectful obeisance unto you then. Number 32, verse 6, canto 9, chapter text 32. Yatte gatinam tish tishrunam ish, ishitu paramampadam narvachino visargasya hathar pedito marhati. Canto 6, chapter 9, text 32, translation by Srila Prabhupada. O Supreme Controller, you control the three destinations promotion to heavenly planets, birth as a human being, and condemnation in hell. Yet, your supreme abode is Vaikuntha. Since we appeared after you created this cosmic manifestation, your activities are impossible for us to understand. We therefore have nothing to offer to you but our humble obeisances. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. An inexperienced man generally does not know what to beg from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Everyone is under the jurisdiction of the created material world and no one knows what benediction to ask when praying to the Supreme Lord. People generally pray to be promoted to the heavenly planets because they have no information of Vaikuntaloka. Shreemadwacharya quotes the following verse. Devalokad, Pitralokat, Niraya, Chapi, Yadparam, Tishribya, Paramamsthanam, Vaishnavam, Vidhusham, Gatihi. Means there are different planetary systems known as Devaloka, the planets of the demigods, Pitraloka, the planet of the pitrus and Niraya, the hellish planets. When one transits these various planetary systems, and enters Vaikuntha Loka, he achieves the ultimate resort of the Vaishnavas. Vaishnavas have nothing to do with the other planetary systems. You see here, Prabhupada is saying, because these Devatas, you know, Devatas are praying and um, they're talking about um, how the Lord is the controller of three destinations, you know, um, which includes heavenly planets, which includes the birth as a human being and the condemnation in hell. Um, yet, um, he is he's controlling us who are in the material world. What the devatas are trying to say is the Lord is controlling us who are in the material world, yet he is there in Vaikuntha Loka. Means they are trying to admire and say that um, you are transcendental and so is your abode transcendental. And you are staying in your transcendental abode always, yet you are controlling all of us. And uh, three, you know, why these three destinations? Because um, our material world is always divided into three le- uh, uh, levels. That is the the lokas of the uh, patala, etc. That is the uh, lower planetary systems, seven lower planetary systems and uh, the upper uh, heavenly planets, um, and we, the human, you know, um, what is that? Um, our bhuloka, you know. So when we classify it into three, he's saying all three lokas, you know, all three um, destinations, are actually controlled by the Lord, and um, and uh, uh, this um, devatas are saying it is controlled by you while remotely, while you staying in Vaikuntha That's the meaning. You know, you are staying in Vaikuntha Loka and you are controlling all of us. How amazing. Huh? You are amazing. Your body is amazing and your control is amazing. Huh? And um, since we appeared after you created this cosmic manifestation, um, they are saying uh, your, your activities are impossible for us to understand. So this is what is stored in Bhagavatam Canto 1, chapter 1, verse 1. What it says Janmādiyasyaya tonvayādhitaratās chaarteshwabhijhna swarāt tene brahmāhradāyādhikavayi suraya, muhyantiyat surayah muhyantiyat surayah You're bewildering, you know, bewildering all kinds of uh, amazing sages. Brahmā, Shiva, Indra, all are bewildered. They don't understand, um, you know, uh, what are your plans? What are your activities? It's very bewildering. How? It is as bewildering as Teju Vari Radham Yatha Vini Mayo. The fire may give the illusion of water, and water may give, uh, and land may give the um, illusion of uh, water, like in the desert. You know, you see um, the land um, shows as if in the desert it shows as if there is water. It's very confusing, it's very bewildering. So your leelas are also very bewildering. That's why these uh, devatas are saying that your activities we can't understand. Devatas can't understand. Only when Krishna gives the understanding to his devotees, that's when devotees can understand. So so they are saying that you are so great. Your loka is so great. And um, what we small people can give for getting everything from you. So accept our humble obeisances like that. So, so, Prabhupada is explaining that um, because Devatas are saying we don't have anything to give you. So, Prabhupada is saying, um, yes, and uh, forget about we giving. <laughs> we don't even know. We don't know what to give and we don't know what to take from him also. We don't know what to ask from him also. We don't know what to beg from him also. And we may foolishly beg for us to uh, go to you know some destination in heavenly planets be foolishly asking, because we don't know the glory of Vaikuntaloka. And he quotes um, Acharya's um, um, particular verse, which is very much similar to this verse. Um, some words like, um, you know, Tirshnam is there, and it's Tirshpya is there, and Paramam, you know, Sthanam is there. There also you have Paramam Padam in the verse. So Prabhupada is referring to this particular quote, and he's saying that actually, we one has to transcend all these planetary systems, then only we can get the ultimate, um, you know, abode of Vishnu where we can be under the shelter of devotees. You know, one thing, devotees always seek the association of devotees. Prahlad Maharaj, also, you will see in the seventh canto when Narsimadeva is asking for what, what boon you want, he says, I don't want anything, I don't want to get, um controlled by my eye, I want to be always in the association of devotees. Many devotees, you know, they are uh, begging for association of devotees. Even Parikshit Maharaj in first canto, he is um, begging all the brahmanas assembled there that um, if I come back here um, to this material world, may I always, you know, um, be worshipping the Lord and may I always have the association of Lord's devotees. I want the association of Lord's devotees. Like that, Parishit Maharaj is begging. So, Prabhupada is saying that what to beg? And people don't know what to beg. Actually, what we have to beg is the association of devotees. We have to go to Vaikunta. Why? Because we get the shelter of the devotees. See here, the sentence says that. See, when one transcends these various planetary systems and enters Vaikunta Loka, he achieves the ultimate resort of the Vaishnavas. You see, So we are not going to Vaikuntha Loka to enjoy so that we never return and have full enjoyment there. No, the mood is that we will be under the shelter of Vaishnavas and Vaishnavas will only serve the Lord Vishnu, Lord Krishna. And if, if we are under them, they will engage us also in service of the Lord. And that's what a devotee should desire. Those who are not desiring, uh, those are not devotees, they desire to become one with the Lord and enjoy. That is a uh, non-devotee class of transcendentalists. But um, as devotees, uh, we don't believe in um, merging with the Lord, but we believe in serving the Lord. Um, Because um, when you are merging with the Lord, you are given a feeling that you are um, all alone in ananda, state of bliss all alone, in bliss, bliss or in peace. What is the fun there? Devotees don't like that. You know, um, impersonal kind of liberation, they don't like that. They like personal um, association with the Lord. That's why they prefer to go to Vaikuntha. And devotees allow the association of devotees. So devotee acharyas like Acharya is very clearly begging that I wish to go to Vaikuntha because I get shelter of the Vaishnavam Vidushang gatihi, see, because we get the ultimate resort of Vaishnavas, because Vaishnavas don't want to go anywhere else like that. No, so now we go to the next verse, Canto six, chapter nine, text thirty-three. Om namosthito Bhagavan Narayana Vasu Devaadi Purusha Mahapurusha Mahanubhava Paramamangala Paramakalyana Paramakarunika. Evala Jagadathara Lokai Kanata Sarveshwara Lakshminata Paramahamsa Parivrajakai Parivrajakai Paramat Paraminatma Yoga Samadhinam Paribhavita Parishputa Parishputa Paramahamsya Dharminodita Tama. Kapata Dware chitte Atma upalabda nija. bhavan. So, Canto 6, Chapter 9, Text 33. <laughs> it's a nice nice long verse, huh? nice prayer. Um, I love reading it, though I'm not uh, very much accustomed to it. Kanto 6, uh, Chapter 9, Text 33, Translation by Srila Prabhupada. What does that beautiful prayer say is, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, O Narayana, O Asudeva, original person, O most exalted person, supreme experience, welfare personified, supreme experience, welfare personified, O supreme benediction, supremely merciful and changeless, O support of the cosmic manifestation, sole proprietor of all planetary systems, master of everything and husband of goddess of fortune, Your lordship is realized by the topmost sannyasis who wander about the world to preach Krishna consciousness, fully absorbed in samadhi through bhakti yoga. Because their minds are concentrated upon you, they can receive the conception of your personality in their fully purified hearts. When the darkness in their hearts is completely eradicated and you are revealed to them, the transcendental bliss they enjoy is the transcendental form of your lordship no one but such persons can realize you. Therefore, we simply offer you our respectful obeisances. See how much they are appreciating this us. Let's see the purport by Srila Prabhupada, 6, Chapter 9, Text 33, Purport by Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has numerous transcendental names pertaining to different grades of revelation, to various grades of devotees and transcendentalists. When he is realized in his impersonal form, he is called the Supreme Brahman. When realized as Paramatma, he is called Antaryami. When he expands himself in different forms for material creation, he is called Kshiro the Kashai Vishnu, Garbo the Kashai Vishnu and Karno the Kashai Vishnu. When he is realized as Vasudeva, Sankarsana, Pradyumna, Aniruddha, the Chaturvyuha, who are beyond the three forms of Vishnu, he is the Vaikuntha Narayana. Above realization of Narayana is realization of Baladeva and above that is the realization of Krishna. All these realizations are possible when one engages fully in devotional service. The covered core of one's heart is then completely open to receiving an understanding of Supreme Personality of Godhead in his various forms. So you see Prabhupada is um, saying how in different ways we can actually glorify Krishna. How when he is doing the creation, you know, he is called as Garnodakashai Vishnu, from whom he also called as Mahavishnu, from whose body's pores, you know, so many Brahmandas come out. And when he enters into those Brahmandas, he is called Garbodakashai Vishnu. And there, the navel of uh, Garbodaksha Vishnu and lotus sprouts, and from that lotus, Brahma is born. And Brahma is taught by Garbodaksha Vishnu about how to create further. And inside the different planetary systems, etc., are created by Brahma, and things like that. So uh, after it is created, inside every jivatma, you know, Garbodaksha Vishnu enters in the name of um, Shirodaksha Vishnu. So three types. So his, uh, Prabhupada is saying, you see how um, lord expands himself in di- different forms for material creation like Shiro shai vishnu garbodakshai vishnu vishnu like that how bhakti i got a call from up you can call him yeah uh. um, the supreme personality of godhead has numerous transcendental names pertaining to different grades of revelation you see different grades of revelation to various grades of devotees. So you see how beautiful Prabhupada is saying. See, um, now if if some transcendentalist is there who thinks that God has no form and his form is, if somebody thinks then God will not show his form. He will show only the Brahman aspect of it. And if he's wanting uh, to become one with the Lord he's allowing him to just um, merge in the, merge means he will just stay as his individual self in the Brahman light, that's all. And he will not see the Lord's form because he does not want to believe that Lord has a form. So, Lord is not revealing. So, different grades of transcendentalism, so different, um, you know, to different extent the Lord reveals. For someone, you know, who who wants to have Krishna as their child, then he blesses them to become like uh, Vasudeva and Devaki. Uh, like Garbha and or something, I, I forgot their names, I'm sorry. You know, so in different um, couples, um, uh, you know, Krishna who, who prayed, you know, who prayed to the Lord to have them, uh, to have Lord as the son, um, in different yugas, in different um, names, he becomes the son. And if if you and I want to become his mother, we will become the assistants of uh, Mother Yeshoda and things like that when we go back to spiritual world. And we will be the servants of uh, uh, Mother Yashoda. Maidservant means uh, we, it is not uh, as cheap as in the material world. You know, it is a it is, um, very, um, very big thing, actually, to serve the Lord. And you know how it is. When you are a, a servant of the Lord, it is a glorious position. And when you are a servant of the servant of the Lord, it is more glorious. When you are a servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord, it is much more glorious. You know why? Because um, the servant of the servant of the servant gets mercy from the one who is above him, and also from one who is above one who is above him. You know, so we get blessings from so many. Now, when we are servant of servant of servant of servant of seven times, uh, of uh, in the Guru Parampara. We get mercy from our spiritual master. We get mercy from Srila Prabhupada. We get mercy from Prabhupada's spiritual master and uh, Prabhupada's spiritual master, spiritual master. Like that, all seven levels up, we get mercy from all the devotees. And therefore, um, our position is much more fortunate. So like that here... um, Prabhupada um, is um, actually I forgot why i was telling you this yeah uh, yeah if we are desiring to become uh, you know a, a mother then we will be a servant and uh, of mother Yashoda. and it is not something small it is something glorious to be a servant of a servant is is something very glorious because we get loving blessings and all auspiciousness from many more devotees who are more superior for more senior to us under whom we are serving. So this kind of glorious positions one can attain, you know. So here Prabhupada is uh, saying that the Lord is realized in his impersonal form. Uh, when he is realized by those impersonalists, then he is called as Supreme Brahman. When Because they think that Lord has no form. So then, to them, Krishna reveals only as supreme Brahman. He does not reveal his form at all. That's why in Isha Parisha there's a verse. I don't remember the verse number. It says that, "Oh Lord, please lift up. You know, there's a veil of curtain like this, <laughs> like this. You know. So it is told that please lift up the veil of, you know, veil on your face and show the um, show the bright, dazzling face." Behind, <laughs> like that, you know, the Lord has a veil uh, which covers his face, and the devotees are asking, Please lift it up and show the beautiful face, um, uh, veil of dazzling effulgence. It is called as the curtain, is called as veil of dazzling effulgence, you know. So, the uh, Isha prays uh, in that uh, you know, uh, it is prayer says that. Please lift up the veil of de- dazzling effulgence and show the beautiful face behind. That is a proof to say that the Lord, and in each upanishad it's also told that he has legs, but he does not walk and he has, uh, you know, different, different things, which that kind of prayer is what is going to come in this, you know, uh, means it makes us feel that uh, maybe he has no form, you know, uh, how can somebody have legs and he cannot walk and, uh, and things? You, you will see that kind of prayer here. We'll, we'll see that later. So um, it gives us a feeling that probably he does not have a form, but Isha Parishar very clearly says, lift up that um, dazzling effulgent veil and show us the beautiful face that hides behind. So, uh, which is the proof to say that Lord has a form and, um, but we do not know. So, and he will not let, um, he will not let the impersonalists know because they will see only the dazzling veil of effulgence. The impersonalists who believe that Lord has no form they will see the form like this <laughs> you know they they will see it like this without um, without any face just light you know bright light uh, because they want to see only that much but when devotees say that we don't want to see that we want to see a face, then only when it is requested, then only uh, the face is uh, revealed to us. So um, that is what here Prabhupada is saying that Lord is getting realized for different devotees in different levels. And uh, Prabhupada also says that um, all these realizations are possible. So now, these realizations see if you want to have a complete krishna form then it is possible when when it is possible for us uh, to uh, not get just the supreme brahman but we want the real face of the lord it's possible only when one engages fully in devotional service so the the simple thing that we have to understand is we have to do devotional service if we want to see lord uh, completely and understand lord completely by his mercy then he says, the covered core of one's heart is then completely open to receiving an understanding of the Supreme Personality of God. See, that's what, if you want to understand Krishna, it's possible only through um, Bhakti Yoga. Even 18th chapter, I think it's a 55th verse, I think, or around somewhere there. It says, only with Bhakti Yoga, one can understand Krishna. There's no other way. So that's what Prabhupada is trying to say. Now let's see the 34th verse prayer. Oh Lord, um, Yes, I can see the time I have. Now I have a nice clock in front of me and also behind <laughs> So I will not go wrong. I still have some time. Um, Translation. Oh Lord. Oh, okay. Let me read the uh, shloka. Canto 6, chapter 9, text 34. Purava bodh, ivata, tavayam, vihara, yogo, yad, asharano, sharira, idam, anavik, Samavaya, Atmanaiva, Vikriya, Manena Sagunam, Agunaha, Srujasi, Paasi, Harasi. So, Canto 6, Chapter 9, Text 34, Translation. O oh Lord, you need no support. And although you have no material body, you do not need cooperation from us. Since you are the cause of cosmic manifestation and you supply its material ingredients without being transformed, you create, maintain and annihilate this cosmic manifestation by yourself. Nevertheless, although you appear engaged in material activity, you are transcendental to all material activities. Consequently, these transcendental activities of yours are extremely difficult to understand. Canto 6, Chapter 9, Text 34, purported by Srila Prabhupada. Jai The Brahma Samhita, Chapter 5, Verse 37 says, means the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is always situated in Goloka Vrindavan. It's also said Vrindavanam Parityajya Padam Ekam Nagachati means Krishna never goes even a step from Vrindavan. Nevertheless, although Krishna is situated in his own abode, Goloka Vrindavana, is simultaneously all-pervading and is therefore present everywhere this is very difficult for a conditioned soul to understand but devotees can understand how krishna without undergoing any changes can simultaneously be in his abode and be all pervasive the demigods are understood to be various limbs of supreme lord's body although supreme lord has no material body and does not does not need anyone's help he is spread everywhere Maya tatam idam sarvam Jagadavyakta Murtina. Nevertheless, he is not present anywhere in his spiritual form. According to the Mayavad philosophy, the Supreme Truth being all pervasive does not need a transcendental form. The Mayavadis suppose that since his form is distributed everywhere, he has no form. This is untrue. The Lord keeps his transcendental form and at the same time he extends everywhere in every nook and corner of the material creation. So, um, Prabhupada is saying that, that Lord has his transcendental form, yet he is present everywhere, in every nook and corner. Now, how we can explain this, based on second canto, for which I am now preparing, it very clearly talks in the first chapter and second chapter of second canto, how ashtanga yogis, who are not able to meditate upon, Krishna as Paramatma, they try to see the Viratrupa form and they meditate. Viratrupa form is the material form of the Lord as imagined in a bona fide way. It's an imaginary form, it's, it's a bona fide imagination of the Lord. Because some people who cannot perceive the Lord in the f- form of a formful, transcendental formful personality, and they believe that how he can have a form you know, probably he has no form such people what they do is they visualize that as the legs of the lord and the um, middle uh, portions systems, as the lord's navel of the lord the poor um, loka is considered as the legs of the lord and poor loka is considered as the navel of the lord And um, the uh, swarloka, the higher planetary systems are um, assumed as uh, planets from the chest to the head of the Lord and things like that, you know, means all those planetary systems and devatas, uh, you know, the Brahmanas are seen as the head of the Lord and the Kshatriyas are seen as the arms of the Lord and um, the Vaishyas are seen as the uh, thighs of the Lord and Shudras are seen as the legs of the Lord so like this um like this you know uh, in virat rupa uh, the different parts of means in in other words whatever you see in this universe whatever that is created we are associating each part of the creation to one part of lord's body that's all you know in the universe whatever is created whatever is there you know different planetary systems they become either the legs of the Lord or chest of the Lord or head of the Lord, neck of the Lord. Huh? So every single thing is connected to, um, you know, one or the other part of the Lord's body. Means whatever is there is Krishna's creation, right? So now that creation itself, you consider it as the body of the Lord, that becomes a kind of Virat rupa, means very huge universal form. The whole universe becomes the form means we are assuming it to be a form. So when you assume all these planetary systems to be the legs of the Lord, means Patala is considered as under the, the soul of the Lord, Rasatala as the uh, the upper portion of the feet of the Lord, um, like that, you know, Mahatala, uh, Tala, uh, Rasatala as ankles, legs, um, calf muscles and uh, knees. So different loka is associated to different part of the Lord's body. And this way, when you cover all the parts of the universe, the entire universe where it is covered to uh, associated to each and every part of Lordy from Lord's head to the toe, then that is called as Virat Rupa. So this way, when you are worshipping the Virat Rupa, you know, um, then we can say that uh, you know, if you are saying that planetary systems are Lord's legs, that means the Lord is there in the uh, means. Why do we say that? Means, if you are saying the universe, each portion is Lord's bodies, each portion, then in my body, if I have a pain in my thigh, I will know that I have pain in my thigh. Because it's my body. Same way, if if we consider the lower planetary system as the legs of the Lord, then whatever is happening in every planetary system, he can feel it because it is his legs. Whatever is happening in the middle planetary system, he can feel it because it's his navel upper planetary system he can feel it whatever is happening because it's from chest to the head like this like this when you understand uh, you know lord's Vishwarupa as total part of the body since lord knows his body very well like how we know our body very well so if lord knows his body very well he knows all the planetary systems though in his transcendental form he is staying in his goloka akilatmanivashvati uh what is that verse you know which Prabhupada has quoted that um, akilash akilatma Bhuta, um, you know, Goloka uh, Nivasyati, somewhere I read it, I'm not able to get it. Vrindavan Parthija Padam Ekam Nagachati, Prabhupada says that he will never uh, step out of Vrindavan, you see. And Goloka Nivashati, yeah, go, Goloka Eva Nivashati, akilatma Bhuta, yes. That particular line, you know, of Brahma Samhita, it says that, that Krishna is always situated in Golok. And another line says that, Vrindavana Parityaja Padam Ekam Nagachati. You know, Vrindavana Parityaja, leaving Vrindavan, Padam Ekam Nagachati. He does not Padam Ekam, even one step out. Nagachati. Gachatim means going. Nagachatim means not going. So Krishna will not step out, even one step out of Vrindavan. When Krishna is physically present there, and uh, we are saying Lord is present here, how is it possible? In His Viratrupa, He is there. Plus, as paramatma is there mm. so um so like that Prabhupada is saying that lord is simultaneously all pervading and present that is like a flower you know flower is in the plant a very fragrant flower okay like parijata flower or or some other flower which is having so much fragrance when it is there, it's a tiny flower when it is there in the tree and when you just pass by you get the fragrance means then what you get the fragrance that hits your nose is not the flower. It is a part of the flower because fragrance is coming from the flower, right? So um, even if it is one meter away, the flower is such a small thing. It's there on the tree. And, uh, you know, um, and uh, the uh, if it is one centimeter small flower and if its smell is coming to one meter, one uh, or one or or 10 meters distance, if we're getting the smell now the smell is coming from the flower so it is a part of the flower and that smell is not having a form because it spreads everywhere it does not have form uh? but flower has a form like that you know krishna has a form but he has like how his fragrance like that light that comes brahma jyoti it is lighting up all the planetary systems so that does not have a form so he has a formless feature called paramatma you know, uh, so that is spreading all over. You know, so like that, as Paramatma, it spreads everywhere. So this is what um, Prabhupada is trying to say, and I still have some time. I think, um, um, so Prabhupada is saying that Mayavad philosophy, um, says that the Lord is all pervasive, so He does not need a transcendental form, but that is not true. Like just because the fragrance is formless, fragrance of any flower is formless, we can't say the flower is not formless. flower does have form and fragrance does not have form. And fragrance that is formless, this is coming from the formful flower. Same way Krishna has form and Krishna's Paramatma feature does not have a form and Krishna's Brahma Brahma Jyoti does not have a form and as, as Paramatma, he spreads everywhere, of course. Now here, you know, the Brahmanda is created by Mahavishnu. Mahavishnu has a form. And Mahavishnu is um, actually in the spiritual sky, a small part of a material world is created called Mahatattva. Inside the Mahatattva, Lord Vishnu is lying. There's a causal ocean and in that um, Lord Mahavishnu is lying. So Mahavishnu uh, becomes the Paramatma for that Mahatattva and Mahavishnu has his form. Okay, But he becomes the Paramatma. Now from him comes um, Garboda Kishai Vishnu when all the um, uh, universes are released from uh, Mahavishnu, from Lord um, uh, Mahavishnu comes Garboda Kishai Vishnu who enters into the planets. And he also has form. Like Mahavishnu, he also has form. But he becomes the Paramatma for that, um, you know, uh, golden egg, that universe that comes from Mahavishnu. So like that, inside the uh, universe of, um, you know, Uh, where uh, Garbhodakshaya Vishnu is sleeping. So there so much of creation happens with the help of Brahma. And in all the Jivatmas, you know, Lord Garbhodakshaya Vishnu enters again as Shiradakashaya Vishnu. And he has form, Uh, but he becomes the Paramatma for every Jivatma. So like that, the Lord is actually spreading everywhere like Shiradakashaya Vishnu as Paramatma. But as Brahman, he is absolutely having no form. Um, as Paramatma, he is spreading everywhere, and he has a form inside. Uh, you know, as Garbodha Keshavishnu, and he has a form like Mahavishnu, etc. Now we go to Canto six, chapter nine, text thirty-five. Atatatra Bhavan kim deva Iha guna visarga patita paratantryena svakrita kushala kushalam phalam upadadhi. Ahuswid Atma Rama Upa Shama Silam Vidamu. So Canto 6 chapter 9, Text 35 translation by Sila Prabhupada. There are our inquiries. The ordinary conditioned soul is subject to the material laws, and he has he thus receives the fruits of his actions. Does your lordship, like an ordinary human being, exist within this material world, in a body produced by material modes? Do you enjoy or suffer the good or bad results of actions under the influence of time, past work, and so forth? Or, on the contrary, are you present here only as a neutral witness who is self-sufficient, free from all material desires, and always full of spiritual potency? We certainly cannot understand your actual position. The Canto 6. Chapter 9, text 35, purported by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Jāyā Śrīla Prabhupāda. The Bhagavad Gita. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that he descends to this material world for two purposes, namely, paritranaya to relieve the devotees and kill demons or non-devotees. These two kinds of action are the same for the absolute truth. When the Lord comes to punish the demons, he bestows his favor upon them. And similarly, when he delivers his devotees and gives them relief, he also bestows his favor. Thus, the Lord bestows his favor equally upon the conditioned souls. When a conditioned soul gives relief to others, he acts piously. And when he gives trouble to others, he acts impiously. But the Lord is neither pious nor impious. He is always full in his spiritual potency, by which he shows equal mercy to the punishable and the protectable. The Lord is a papa with them. He is never contaminated by reactions of so-called sinful activities. When Krishna was present on this earth, he killed many inimical non-devotees, but they all received sarupya. In other words, they returned to their original spiritual bodies. One who does not know the Lord's position says that God is unkind to him but merciful to others. Actually the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita 9th chapter verse 29 Samoham Namedvishyosti Napriyaha I am equal to everyone. No one is my enemy. No one is my friend. But he also says Ye bhajanti bhaktya If one becomes my devotee and fully surrenders unto me I give him special attention. Now, so how do we understand this, that Lord himself speaks, does he speak contradictorily? Asking. The answer is, <laughs> that's why we need the help of acharyas to understand Bhagavad Gita. That's why we have to learn from, those devotees who have learned from their teachers. And um, it was told to us that um, um, he says he's equal to all. And in one place, he says that I give special mercy to devotees. What does that mean? It's like if we are a parent of two children and if one boy is a very nasty fellow and doesn't want to study and uh, um, waste time and uh, does nonsense activities. But there's one daughter who is very nice and who does everything as you say. So now the father loves both son and daughter. The father corrects the son by sama by speaking, explaining nicely. He doesn't listen. Then dana, he encourages him by giving him gifts. See, if you do good things, I'll give you a gift. If you study, I'll give you a gift. Then also he doesn't listen. After trying several times, he's appreciating the son for whatever little good it appears to be. But he's doing all not, nonsense activities. And then he tries chastising, Veda, sama, dana, dheda. and Even for chastising, if it doesn't work, then he punishes him. Now he is doing this out of his sense control. The father is punishing the child not out of control, not losing control from anger. He's doing it just to help the child to come to track. But daughter is very nice. She's doing everything very wonderfully. Even uh, the daughter understands the parents' hearts and uh, she does services, um, you know, according to the need of the parent. Such daughter uh, will be so much appreciated by the father. She will be rewarded by the father. But the son will be punished by the father. Now, is this, is the father hating the son? no he's not he's loving the son that's why he's giving him extra attention he tried telling explaining things didn't work he tried t- giving him i'll give you rewards samadana didn't work then he's tried deda. see if you do this i'm going to punish you then also it didn't work then he's obviously punishing to try to bring him to senses so there's nothing wrong there you know so these are the things that um uh, that when a father does Nobody will say that the father is partial to the daughter, not, not that the father is partial to the daughter. Yes, you want something, but we can take. Father is not partial to the daughter. Father is um, uh, loving both daughter and son very nicely, but um, he shows love to the son by giving him punishment. He shows love to the daughter by giving him her a reward. Uh, based on how the children are behaving, Accordingly, the father is showing love. If there are two children who are both good and when the father loves, how does he do? If, if there is one child who is uh, who is spastic, but good child, you know, and one child who is very extraordinarily intelligent, good child. So, father will put the spastic child in a spastic school where slow learners learn and he puts the good child in a very good school. Does that mean the father is very partial to only one daughter? And not not uh, you know caring for a spastic child or in a spastic school No, He wants to help both the children in a nice way. so he is giving education according to the capacity of the receiver child. If the child can receive something more, the father gives something more. Now uh, there, there are devotees you know who who want to uh, serve Krishna only as a dasa or a dasi. They don't want uh, you know they want to see Krishna like master like Hanuman, um hanuman was allowed to serve uh, like a dasa only but um, but the uh, Saki or, um, or vishakasaki they are allowed to serve the lord like gopis uh, why for such a good hanuman is not allowed to serve like a gopi because hanuman wanted to serve like a dasa in dasa bhakti and indulekasaki and vishakasaki they wanted to serve the lord um, in Madhurya Bhava, that's why they are given that Gopi position. So, does that mean that Lord is kind to Vishaka and Induleka and not kind to Hanuman? No. Based on the um, expectation and desire to serve, the Lord arranges, that is his equality. You know, um, we should not see what treatment Hanuman is getting is different. What treatment Induleka is allowed to spend time with the Lord. Even at night, Hanuman is told you go ahead and sleep. I am sleeping with the Ritz Sita Devi. Rama Lord is saying, oh, this is not, Lord is not uh, equal to everyone. No, based on what is the need of the soul, the Lord gives fully himself. Lord gives himself fully to that soul. So, this way the Lord is impartial. You know? So, I think now I still have six minutes. I'll do one more verse for you because I'll cover at least five verses today. Uh, and I hope I will be able to cover the property. It's not too big. Uh, we'll cover this. Mm. So, Canto 6, Chapter 9, Verse 36. Nahi viroda ubayam mm. bhagavati aparimita guna gana ishwari. Anava Anava Gahia Mahatmya Vachina Vicalpa Vitarca Vichara Ramana Bhasa Kutarka Shastra Kalila Antha Karana Shreya Turava Graha Vivada Vivada Navasara Uparata samasta mahamaye kevalam evatma mayam anthardhaya konva artho durghata eva bhavati swarupa dvaya bhavad Canto 6, Chapter 9, Text 36, Translation by Srila LaPrapada, Jai Supreme Personality of Godhead, all contradictions can be reconciled in you. O Lord, since you are the supreme person, the reservoir of unlimited spiritual qualities, supreme controller, your unlimited glories are inconceivable to the conditioned souls. Many modern theologians argue about right and wrong without knowing what is actually right. Their arguments are always false and their judgments inconclusive because they have no authorized evidence with which to gain knowledge to few. Because their minds are agitated by scriptures containing false conclusions, they are unable to understand the truth concerning you. Furthermore, because of polluted eagerness to arrive at the right conclusion, their theories are incapable of revealing you who are transcendental to their material conceptions. You are one without a second and therefore in you contradictions like doing and not doing, happiness and distress are not contradictory. Your potency is so great that it can do and undo anything as you like. With the help of that potency, what's impossible for you? Since there's no duality in your constitutional position, you can do everything by the influence of your energy. Purport by Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada. The Supreme Personality of Godhead being self-sufficient is full of transcendental bliss, Atmaram. He enjoys bliss in two ways, when he appears happy and when he appears distressed. Distinctions and contradictions are impossible in him because only from him they have emanated. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is a reservoir of all knowledge, all potency, all strength, opulence, and influence. There's no limit to his powers. Since He is full in all transcendental attributes, nothing abominable from the material world can exist in him. He is transcendental and spiritual. Therefore, conceptions of material happiness and distress do not apply to him. We should not be astonished to find contradictions in Supreme Personality of Godhead Actually, there are no contradictions. That's the meaning of his being supreme. Because he's all-powerful, he's not subjected to the conditioned soul's arguments regarding his existence or non-existence. Um, that is, uh, we should not be astonished to find contradictions in the supreme personality of God. Actually, there are no contradictions. That is the meaning of his being supreme because he is all-powerful. He is not subjected to conditioned soul's arguments regarding his existence or non-existence. He is pleased to protect his devotees by killing their enemies. He enjoys both the killing and the protecting. Such freedom from duality applies not only to the Lord but also to his devotees. In Vrindavana, the damsels of Rajabhumi enjoy transcendental bliss in the company of Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, and they feel the same transcendental bliss in separation when Krishna and Balaram leave Vrindavan for Mathura. There is no question of material pains or pleasures for either Supreme Personality of Godhead or His pure devotees, although they are sometimes superficially said to be distressed or happy. One who is Atmarama is blissful in both ways. Non-devotees cannot understand the contradictions present in the Supreme Lord or His devotees. Therefore, in the Bhagavad Gita, Lord says, abhijanati. The transcendental pastimes can be understood through devotional service. To non-devotees, they are inconceivable. Achintya khalu ye bhava na tam the Supreme Lord and His form, name, pastimes and paraphernalia are inconceivable to non-devotees and one should not try to understand such realities simply by logical arguments they will not bring one to the right conclusion about the absolute truth you see it is very nicely explained here now uh, it says uh, i would like to refer from uh, uh, from jiva goswamis krama Sandarbha and to add to some points here that is 6 Canto, chapter 9 uh, so 6 Canto... Chapter nine and then we will explain um, This this a very uh important um purport
1: also oh, I'll just read it out for you. So six canto chapter can chapter, yeah. chapter nine, verse thirty-six, chapter nine. Let's see here, uh, what Jiva
0: Goswami says, I'll just read out and then I'll read out what our uh, Vishnu says and then we will um, give a little explanation and stop. See, these two conditions seen in you are not a contradiction. What is impossible for you who are Bhagavan, full of six qualities, full of unlimited qualities, the supreme controller whose glories cannot be understood by the non-devotee who are beyond the arguments of stubborn philosophers, whose hearts are disturbed by deliberating on scriptures without touching the truth through speculation, conjecture, judgment and false proofs. You are beyond all material qualities. You are pure spirit, but you place your maya in the middle. Though you possess only one form, nothing is impossible for you. It's a translation by Jiva Goswami and he comments like this. Jiva Goswami says in his commentary, 6 Canto 9 chapter verse 36 commentary, they have spoken in order to mock those who claim that the Lord is made of Vidya Shakti, a function of Maya Shakti. Then they speak the conclusion, their own view. These conditions are not a contradiction in the Lord, since he does not have two Swarupas. He does not have a conditioned and liberated state like the Jiva in Samsara. It is not difficult for the Lord to be liberated, though in a bonded bondage-like state, appearing as avatars which are most attractive. Since the Lord places his own Shakti, Atma, Maya, amidst everything, he remains accomplishing everything while the Shakti assists. For these reasons, it is not impossible for the Lord. I am just reading it out uh, for some, if we can get some extra points. And then um, I also read from Vishnu Chakura's Commentary um, that is Sarah Darshini. 6th
1: Canto, chapter 9, It's in the chapter 9, verse 36. 13, yes, here it is. Ooh, it's a long commentary. I'll just uh, read. Let's see.
0: Something we will get. Hmm? Uh, so the translation uh, says that um, those two conditions seen in you are not a contradiction. What is impossible for you? This is our Chakra Thakura's commentary on the same verse. What is impossible for you who are Bhagavan, full of six qualities, full of unlimited qualities, the supreme controller, whose glories cannot be understood by the non-devotee, who are beyond the arguments of stubborn philosophers, whose hearts are disturbed by deliberating on scriptures without touching the truth through speculation, conjecture, judgment and false proofs? You are beyond all material qualities. You are pure spirit. But you screen yourself from the view by your yoga maya. Though you possess only one form, nothing is impossible for you. Now you see um, the commentary of Chakra Thakura on this translation of uh, 15 to 9th chapter verse 36. This verse reconciles the contrary nature in the Lord according to the devotee's perspective. Virodha means contradiction. There is no contradiction of your being Atma Rama and experiencing happiness and distress. It is not proper to speculate about you by comparison with others. Since you possess inconceivable powers, first two phrases explain the happiness and distress in the Lord. Uh, then he is quoting a verse which I um, okay, I'll read it. The word Bhagavan means to be endowed with unlimited knowledge, sense, power, bodily strength, power of control, influence, beauty, without inferior gunas. Vishnu Prana 6.5.79 It should be understood that you have no material happiness and distress at all, which arise from ignorance since you are fully endowed with those six qualities. See, this much commentary I would just like to explain in one one line. That way we will finish this um, chapter, this particular verse. See, as per this particular param, it says that it is told that Lord is Atmarama. Atmaram means One who is always self-satisfied, right? Then it's also told that uh, he's experiencing distress. Uh, Yes, he experienced distress when Prahalad is tortured. So he comes down, you know, as Avatar, he comes down to rescue his devotees because he feels distress, his children. So his distress, and that is his spiritual love, actually, you know. It's not distress. To come to meet his devotees is not distress for him. It's a great pleasure. Uh, um, So um, it looks like distress, but it is not. Because he is not, um, you know, um, under this distress or something, but he has his own special spiritual feeling. So, which only devotees understand. If we don't understand, let's understand if we don't understand. We are not qualified. So, whatever uh, he uh, Acharya has commented, I just try to explain. And how much ever you understand, it's enough. Okay, how much ever I understand to that extent, I am trying to explain to you. Um, as we have already, I have learned it from our teacher, His Grace Gaurang Darshan Prabhu, and um. What to whatever extent I've understood, I'm trying to explain to you. It's a very important thing. That's why I'm reading this particular uh, commentary. It's around two pages. So please uh, tolerate another uh, five, six minutes. And then uh, we can go for question answers. Again, question answer session today also. I have short time. Two questions I will take today, okay? then uh, so it should be understood that you have no material happiness and distress means he has no material happiness and distress okay which arises from ignorance for our happiness and distress arise from ignorance what is the ignorance that we have we think i am the body i am the mind so anybody says you put put on weight oh my god everybody are saying i put on weight i put on so if i'm worrying like that that's ignorance because i am not the body why should I worry if I put on weight? Why should I worry if I put, uh, lose weight? doesn't matter because I am not this body. It's just a case in which I am living so that I can use this case to serve the Lord and to go back to Godhead. It's It's a place, it's a temple of the Lord. This body is a temple of the Lord where I have to keep it clean by using it in Krishna's service. So if I'm thinking like that, then how will I feel sad? So, when I am at the level of servant, of servant, of servant, of servant, of servant, of servant of the Lord, um, if I am thinking like that, then I am not in ignorance. That's when I don't feel pain. I don't feel... Then why did gopis feel pain? You know, gopis, uh, their pain is also pleasure. They are crying for the Lord. In their crying, they are actually enjoying the company of the Lord. You know, how do we know unless we reach that stage? So, if you don't understand... Let's understand that we don't understand now, but we will understand by practicing holy name chanting over a period of time. Okay? Then, the next para is, do I have um, I'm reading, again, I'm continuing the commentary of the um, Vishnu Chakra Takura. Do I have another type of happiness and distress in me? You have a host of unlimited qualities such as being controlled by prema and being affectionate to your devotees. Aparimita See, do I have another type of happiness and distress in me? It means it's like as if Krishna is asking a question. You have a host of, if Krishna is asking uh, a question like that, so uh, the answer comes like that. you Aparimita know? gonagane. Uh, you have a host of unlimited qualities, such as being controlled by Prima. And being affectionate to your devotees. When your devotees, such as Prahlada or Vibhishana, your eternal associates, such as Pandavas or Yadavas, the numerous sadhakas and half devotees like us devatas, are put into difficulty by the demons, you become unhappy, indicated by your various attempts to destroy those demons. See, uh, I'm giving you my explanation on this now. See, this is what I just a few minutes back I quoted that how for Prahlada the Lord came, you know um so um, when he comes uh, when he comes down he's coming like oh my little prala is being troubled so i am coming immediately now was that distress that is his prema that's not his distress like when the baby uh, is putting its hand in a little hot water for bath we have gathered we want to little um, reduce the heat and baby puts its hand we say oh what happened we remove the hand of the baby now is that distress no it is it is love for the baby we don't want the baby to feel even a little um uh, difficulty so we are protecting the baby so that is not uh, uh somewhat like that we can try to understand <laughs> the lord comes he knows that nobody can uh kill prahlad but still he comes physically that is his love that's not his distress it looks like he has distress that distress should not be understood as distress born out of ignorance. It is born out of prema, not born out of ignorance. That's the meaning. <coughs> <One minute.
1: laughs> Sorry. what a oh.
0: So, the devatas are saying, like how you see when devotees are put into difficulty, how you come running. How when we devatas are put into difficulty, how we become unhappy. Huh? So, um, so that's what uh, they are saying. Unhappy means not unhappiness born out of ignorance, but he, it's his love. Like that they are trying to say, you know. So here, see, I just now read that word, love. That he is, um, see, you have a host of unlimited qualities such as being controlled by prema. And being affectionate to your devotees, it's not distress. It is his prema appearing like distress. Okay. So then, let me continue reading Vishnu Chakravarti chakras purport. Okay. I'm continuing, not my my expression. It's purport a continuation. So then, um, I repeat from where I stopped a little bit. When your devotees such as Pralad or vibhishana your eternal associates such as Pandavas or Yadavas, the numerous sadhakas and half devotees like us, devatas put into difficulty by the demons, you become unhappy, indicated by your various attempts to destroy the demons. When those devotees delivered from danger see you, they become happy. Like grains suffering from drought, being sprinkled with the shower of nectar. Then you become astonishingly happy. You see, when devotees, they see Krishna, they become happy. Seeing that the devotees become happy, Krishna become more happy. And seeing Krishna became more happy, devotees become more happy, like that, you know. It is like um, a happiness contest, you know, happiness generated by making another person happy. Krishna likes to make his devotees happy. Devotees like to see Krishna happy, like that, you know. So, these are all not ignorance. These are all love, you know. So, then you become astonishingly happy. (laughs) See, Krishna becomes astonishingly happy. You have spiritual happiness and distress. Since you are the essence of affection for devotees and are controlled by Prema. However, that happiness and distress are actually spiritual happiness since they are topmost transformations of Chit Shakti belonging to Prema. See, just now I told you it is because of Prema, you know, it's because of his love. He develops different moods of concern. Like a mother is, if the baby is putting its hand into water, the mother is, oh my God, it is just a little too warm. Don't put your hand. Huh? It's not going to make blisters. But still the mother is concerned. Oh, no, no, don't put, you may you may feel it uh, too warm. Like that the mother's is concerned, you know. Somewhat like that, you know, the Lord is very caring, very loving. So it's all transformations of... Chit Shakti belonging to Prema. Like that Vishnu Chakra Takvara is writing. You see, now I continue reading Vishnu Chakra Takvara. This, the joy and grief of the gopis or Sita arising, uh, Sita sh- arising from meeting and separation are the highest expressions of happiness since they have the highest level of Prema.
1: So you see, the joy
0: and grief of the gopis arising from meeting of separation are the highest expressions of happiness since they have highest level of prema, you see. So, what Prabhupada is, uh, I mean, what Vishnu is explaining is, that when somebody is having so much prema, when somebody is having so much of uh, prema, uh, it's uh, our um, our joys and happiness are directly proportional. If I have 10% prema for the Lord, then I have 10% prema. Um, Excessive happiness, ten percent distress. If I have hundred uh, percent prema, then I have a hundred percent excitement in happiness and hundred percent excitement in distress. Excitement in distress, something like that, you know. So you see, um, here it's it's told, see clearly. Uh, I read out the wordings. However, that happiness and distress are actually spiritual happiness. See, both happiness and distress, both are spiritual happiness. Why? Since they are topmost transformations of chit chit shakti belonging to prema. The joy and grief of the Gopis or Sita arising from meeting and separation are the highest expressions of happiness since they have highest level of prema. You see, having a spiritual form, you have spiritual happiness and distress. This is not a contradiction with your nature of Atmarama as being Atmarama and experiencing spiritual happiness and distress are one in you so this all is explanation to say when we say lord is atmarama how we can say lord is um happy and sad does it look like a contradiction because atmarama is one is always satisfied in the self then if he's always satisfied in the self if krishna is always satisfied in the self how is that krishna feels distress in separation that separation is a vikara from chit-shakti. That's what it is told, you know. From chit-shakti's transformations, you know, which are belonging to prema. It appears like distress. and appears like um, happiness, like that, you know. Um, but I am not defined in this way by some philosophers. If Krishna says, oh, you are explaining like that, but my, uh, some philosophers don't explain like that. If Krishna is saying, so for that, the the Devatas are explaining, you know, thinking Krishna may say like that. Devatas are explaining in the um in the verse. So that way, uh, Vishnu Chakra Thakura is explaining um that you are for that expression, you are the Supreme Lord, Ishware, and thus those who are under your control are not qualified to define you. It means some philosophers don't say, means they are not qualified, he's explaining like that. They are not qualified. You are Ishwara, How do those philosophers know about you? Like that, Vishnu Chakravartakura is saying that. Okay, mm. I re- I continue reading Vishnu Chakravartakura. purport <laughs> you are supreme Lord, and thus those who are under your control are not qualified to define you, since your glories cannot be understood by persons devoid of bhakti. See, this is the point. Any philosopher cannot explain Krishna. To explain Krishna, only a devotee can. Why? Because devotee has bhakti. Because Krishna will reveal himself only to the Bhaktas. He says in Bhagavad Gita, 18th chapter, I think, verse number 55. So, uh, I read, uh, again, I continue reading, Vishnachakrathakura commentary. You yourself say, Bhaktiya maam, Bhaktiya maam ekaya grahya. Means, I am only realized by Bhakti. See, in Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th canto, 14th chapter, verse 21 says that. I am understandable only by Bhakti. Then, I continue reading Vishnachakrathakura commentary. They raise many objections. To your claim that my six great qualities and prema are spiritual? And suppose if Krishna says huh, there is many objections to claim that my six great qualities and prema are spiritual. So the expression Vishnu Chakrutakurati gives is you are invisible to the arguments of those who are stubbornly stubbornly who stubbornly hold various philosophies. So that is why this particular means in the shloka why certain wordings are used. So Vishnu Chakruti Takura is throwing light on those words and explaining those words were used assuming by devatas. Those words in the words were used by devatas assuming that Krishna may put a question. Like there is many objections to claim uh, to your claim that my six great qualities and prema are spiritual. If Krishna says like that. So devatas are speaking this particular word. Vadina. Why he saying that? Meaning Vishnu Chakruti Takura is writing like this. You are invisible to the arguments of those who stubbornly hold various philosophy, graha which always remain in their hearts, which are confused by scriptures and without touching the real truth. Which word says it? Arvachina. Then vikalpa takes the form. It may be like this or like this. Vitarka means uncertain conjecture. Is that correctly? Is that correct? Perhaps. So vichara means certainty. It is like this. Pramana bhasa means malicious arguments. If there is no conclusion, how can argumentation be absent? The Lord is devoid of all metal objects. Since arguments are a product of Maya Shakti and you are beyond all objects made of Maya, how is it possible to use such arguments? The
1: last portion left.
0: Three paras. How can you? I'm continuing reading Vishnu Chakratakura commentary. Last three paragraphs. How can you say, if Krishna is asking, you know? how can you say that my grief is spiritual happiness? Since everyone has seen with their eyes my actions of helping you churn the ocean, helping Arjuna as his charioteer and messenger and fleeing in fear from Jarasandha's violence to protect the Yadavas. If Krishna is asking a question, so Devatas are putting some wordings no? for that wordings. Now Vishnu Chakratagra is commenting based on those wordings in the verse. Though, see, he writes like this. Though you are pure spirit, Kevale, the word kevale. though your pure spirit without material contamination you place in the middle your inconceivable Yogamaya. Thus nothing is impossible for you. Who then can enter into your experience of happiness? One cannot use sense perception to understand the Lord's happiness. It is said Achintyaha Kalu Ye Na Yojayet means one cannot apply material arguments what is inconceivable? Let us, now if Krishna says, let's dispose of the argument that I have inconceivable powers. One can say that I have two forms with two sets of qualities. In the form of Bhagavan, I have happiness and distress arising from affection to my devotees. And in the form of Brahman, I am situated everywhere as Atmarama. If people say like that, then what do you say? So for that, Devatasaray are explaining like this, you do not have two forms. You have only one form, which is Bhagavan. That form is realized as Brahman with no qualities and as Bhagavan with astonishing qualities. The Jnanis who are at the distance cannot perceive your astounding qualities, call you Brahman. Those devotees who are situated near you and can perceive those your astonishing qualities, call you Bhagavan. If one is far away, one perceives a small degree of the Lord and one is close, one perceives all his qualities. This is a beautiful answer. Means, why do, uh, because they said in the verse that he has no form and he has only one form. Now, that same parjata flower example you take. If it is a small parjata flower of one centimeter, uh, the one who comes close, he can see that these are the small flowers, you know. From this, the smell is coming. So, it is one form. But it's fragrance. Now, if you say fragrance is one form and uh, uh, the form of flower is another form. No, only one form is there. That is flower. And fragrance is coming from the flower. Uh, so from a person who is at a distance, who passes by, who does not see Parjata plant, gets the smell, feels only the smell and says that this is some formless smell. It's coming, it's there everywhere. But a person who's coming close to the tree and sees the tree and sees the flowers, he says, no, it is having only one form, that's the flower form. And from the flower only, the fragrance is also coming. It's a part of the flower only. You know, something like that. It's Achintya, Beda, Abeda. Achintya means that which you, uh, you know, Beda is um, um, saying separate, you know. Um, uh, and Abeda is saying oneness, talking about oneness. Uh, beda means saying uh, God is uh, master and I am the servant. And Beda Vakyas. Uh, and uh, Abeda Vakyas means, no, I, am, I and God are one. In you know like that, um, achintya means inconceivable. So achintya bheda abheda Tattva is what our Chaitanya mahaprabhu has told that which we are understanding. That yes, Krishna is actually one in the spiritual qualities with his jivas. Like um, you and I, we are one in Krishna in with respect to qualities, but with respect to our abilities, uh, you know, uh, then our ability is only to serve Krishna actually. Uh, we don't have the power to create and maintain and destroy uh, universes, which only Krishna has, right? So so, um, as far as qualities are concerned, we are one with the nature of the Lord. But as far as um, our abilities are concerned, that we are two. We are servants and he is our master. So um, if you don't understand this, we should understand it we don't have the capacity right now to understand we have to do more devotional service to understand that's all. If you don't understand there shall be uh, no need to ask any questions understand simply that I cannot understand this so but I cannot understand is the word achintya is one we cannot chintan um, kar you know uh, that which you cannot conceive means inconceivable so achintya is inconceivable dheda is to separate abheda is oneness you know so um The separate and the oneness uh, concept of the Lord, which is inconceivable. This is what um, we in ISKCON understand. So we should not tell Sankracharya worshippers that, no, no, uh, you know, um, uh, it is not that all are gods. No, we should say, yes, uh, we all have the same God's qualities. We are one in God's qualities. You're right. But we also have a little difference in our abilities that if he is, if we are Ishwaras, he is Parama Ishwara. If we are Brahmans, he is Parabrahman. Like that we have to explain to him. So, uh, explain to an impersonalist, you know, we have to say that um, we are um, servants and he is the master. But in nature, we have same qualities. You know, um, spiritual qualities are same. Satchit Ananda qualities are same for him and for us. Um, but um, in our capacities, we are different. We are small, infinitesimal, and he is Mahan, you know. We are Anu and he is Vibhu, uh, you know. And um, this is something difficult to understand. That's why it's achintya. So, um, he is separate and he is one with us. He is separate from us, yet he is one with us. And this is something very inconceivable. So, this is Krishna. So, like that only they're saying, he's having a form and no form. No form is he has no material form. Means in the past verses, what we covered today. No form is he has no material form. But he has a spiritual form. Like that. So if we understand that, then um, we have understood whatever to extend whatever we understand. That's what was the prayers of the devatas. As um,
1: sorry, we took a lot of time. I do not even know that. Uh,
0: I took a lot of your time, my dear friend. Sorry, six fifteen already. So if you have any uh, comments, I'm sorry. Next time I won't take this much time of yours. I'll be a little careful to not do the last verse. Um. um Today, we have done five verses only in spite of taking so much time. But I hope it is um, now somewhat clear. So this is the explanation, actually. And I didn't give my explanations. I, as you saw, I read out what Acharyas have explained so that um, I, since without preparation, I have come, I didn't want to give even a small um, imperfect message. So I tried my best um, to depend on Guru and the Acharyas to speak what they want to speak by just reading it. So I hope um, you have understood. If you have any doubts, you can ask. Or if you have any comments, you can ask. Uh, you can tell, uh, open to comments. Thank you so much, dear friends, for waiting till now. Hare Krishna. And I will spend another 15 minutes only because I want to prepare for my exams. Thank you.
1: Hare Krishna, Hare
0: Krishna, Hare Krishna Mataji, and Pranam. Thank you so much for your wonderful class. And uh, Mataji, I think you covered six verses from 31 to 36. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah, six. six yes.
0: Oh, I yeah. thought six minus one is five. <laughs> Wrong yeah. calculation. That's...
1: Thank you so much, Mataji. If anybody has any comments or uh, any question, please go ahead and ask.
0: If you have no questions, we'll wind up because I have to study.
1: Hare Krishna Mataji,
0: please accept my humble obeisances. All gurus to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj.